0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, as always, your host for the next 30 minutes. Today's date, I'm going to give you a little proof of life up front. It's Monday, October 2, 2023. And if you're not familiar with the format of this podcast, it's geared toward professional development, where... We give, well, we don't give our opinion necessarily. We comment on other people's questions and queries and concerns going into corporate. How to navigate corporate. Get in or break in, move around and get the fuck out, right? Because this is corporate war after all. And I probably should have saved that curse word for after the one minute mark, but it's not like these episodes or videos are being monetized at the moment. We are working on uploading them in some kind of orderly fashion to uh, have them become monetized on YouTube or on Rumble and other platforms as such. If you don't follow us already, please do. We are on Instagram shadow band as we might be but you can still find us you can still search us up we're on x.com also the corporate cowboys and uh i mean you'll recognize the profile picture we were not able to pick up the original corporate cowboys uh what's what you call it handle the original corporate cowboys handle so somebody else some other square has it or some other motherfucker that looks like a square which is a good position to be in, right? Where you look like a square, but looks can be deceiving. So no one really suspects a thing, right? But because I don't trust the motherfucker, I don't trust any motherfucker. I can tell you they look like a square on their profile. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we're on Patreon also. The Corporate Cowboys podcast. You can write to us if you want. That's P.O. Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California, 95741. If You want to send us something, write something to us, uh, we'll, we will respond. Just give us a little time to have the mail forwarded and uh, we'll respond in, in due time, right? If you send something you know, of, of questionable utility or questionable value, we will try to use it so by all means you know but send send what you want at your own risk also right because we might be able to tell you we might tell you that what you send us we'll keep confidential but you know if something gets lost in transit or i don't know you don't have delivery confirmation on it that's on you fam that's on you again that i'm going to just roll that right into the legal disclaimer that none of what you're about to hear should be construed as legal advice okay if you haven't engaged with us or retained us in some professional fashion some professional manner to actually help you and service your needs then take whatever we say with a giant salt lick okay because even though what we say might fit to your circumstances we are not responsible We are not responsible for you putting on those fucking boots, lacing them up, and, you know, doing dirt, putting in work. Because we didn't tell you to do this shit. We're just commentating. We're just opining, right? And it's general opinion at that. All right. Today's question, I'm going to jump right in. Today's question is coming from r slash career advice. And these folks at r slash career advice are asking for a little help. So they wanna know, or they apparently have been let known after they talked to a guy. They talked to a guy with a high level job and he told me, that's the, the hypothetical client speaking, he told me that high level jobs are all about being liked by other high-level people or knowing people. Is it really, is that really true in general? Is that really the case? Now, just based off the title, I'm going to tell you yes. Yes and no, right? And the reason I say yes first, it's because it's, I mean, predominantly yes. You have to be liked in order to move up. You have to be liked in order for... Uh, Certain respects to be paid to you you have to be liked in order for you to be given lucrative assignments assignments where Some type of social skill is required in order to um, What's what's the term called in order to initiate contact or close a contract or maintain some type of business relation that is vital to business operation. I mean, being sociable, being likable, being personable, that, that type of soft skill, that type of soft skill set, it's paramount in every facet of business. I mean, you want to say business is war. Well, it's not so clear cut in terms of like, hierarchies and ranks where you're you clock in and you're put on the front line when i was younger i had a a recurring uh daydream had a recurring daydream where i always wondered why the fuck is it that burger king and mcdonald's franchises can just post up on opposite corners and sometimes you'll find that there's like a, a Burger King and a McDonald's on opposite corners. And then a uh, Chevron and a Shell on opposite corners. Or sometimes it'll be all fast food on all four corners of an intersection. And vice versa. With uh, fuel or petroleum. Why the fuck is that the case? Right? You would think that prices would... Uh, with the way business goes and competitiveness that prices would be reduced prices would go down until it was nothing right but no there is some synchronization there is some uh coordination let's call it there is some coordination though it's limited because nobody wants to face a suit for collusion right because even though opec won't get knocked internationally, doesn't mean that cartels can operate within the nation, right? Within the country. That being said, my recurring daydream was having to clock in, say at fast food, say you work for Burger King, just the sake of argument, having you clock in and they hand you a a Burger King helmet, or a a fucking Burger King crown, right? A rifle. And they put you at the window, right? At, At the window facing the intersection. At the window facing the McDonald's. And your job for the day, instead of doing fries or flipping burger patties, was to just take pot shots at the McDonald's employees. And over at McDonald's, you'd have the same situation going on. You have employees at McDonald's clocking in for work or being recruited to sign up. And then their first day of work, their first day of work is having to clock in. You know, they, they punch the time clock. They're handed uh, their McDonald's visor, <laughs> a little apron, and a rifle. And they're told to, to stand Watch. At the window at the Burger King window just surveilling Burger King that's war business is war and it's, it's a difficult idea to grasp that it's it's a very apt analogy to make I mean you can make almost a one-to-one analogy to business and war it takes a little bit of time, but lo and behold, it almost always works. That being said, when it's time to move up and it's time to get promoted in any position you find yourself, you have to be liked, your supervisor has to approve. Of you moving up. Your supervisor has to recommend you move up. Otherwise, you'll be in the same position forever. And the same thing goes for your supervisor. If your supervisor wants to move up, they've got to be personable. And now they've got two or more audiences to be personable with. They have you, their subordinates. And they have their superiors. That's their bosses. That they've got to be uh, kosher with. Otherwise, their own bosses could line them up and knock them out. Or, you know, just not promote them. (laughs) So I'm going to say, yeah, by and large, you should be liked by the higher ups. You should make your Presence known, and if you can, make your absence felt, right? And that is by becoming dependable, becoming reliable, becoming someone that people go to or come to for advice or for help, for assistance of some kind. And then that way, that way, when the time comes... You're the first person that comes to mind when there's talks of promotions, when there's talks of salary increases. You see, you can't just expect to, to uh, work your shift. I mean, you can work your shift. It's a little harder, right? It's a little, it's a little harder to just show up for the eight hours That you are required to work. Talk to no one else. And then leave. Show up the next day and just expect to be promoted at the end of the quarter. Because you did nothing else but show up to work and just did your job. No, 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 no. You've got to shine a little bit. You've got to put on a little shine for yourself to get noticed. To stand out. Otherwise... You're really no better than everybody else that shows up to work. Who the fuck is this guy, Alex? Sure, he might not be late. I mean, that is dependable. That is reliable to an extent. But we don't know what Alex's capabilities actually are for a promotion. Whether or not they can take on a supervisory role. Whether or not they can take on additional responsibilities. If they haven't reached out. Made it known. Been social. Been outspoken somewhat. In requesting additional responsibilities. In requesting additional training. Well then. Their experience. As far as we know is only what we've seen them see. What we've seen them do, my apologies. What we've seen them do. See, that's the that's the quick answer. They still wrote a body, so... And it's only one paragraph long. So let me uh, go ahead and read that here. They say, there's a guy I talked to who's basically an executive, right? So they're basically in the C-suite or there, some type of like vice, vice executive, vice chair, vice president, uh, a, a director, some type of uh, program manager, if you will. Basically, an executive, and he told me that maintaining and getting a high main Well, he misspelled maintaining. I think it says maintaining. He told me maintaining and getting a high-level job is basically just about knowing people or being well-liked. Like he said, executives generally aren't more talented in any way than the people below them. Is this true in general? Now I'm going to say no on this part, that they're not any more talented. I think... I think there is a little confusion between uh, talent, ability, skill, you know, because some managers may not have the technical skill this, or the same level of technical skill as some of their subordinates, right? Where their subordinates are more specialized, like the manager might know enough to defend themselves, to, to get around, to be able to understand the work. Um, to do it if they must and delegate it where they can Right, but the skill the talent actually comes in managing in the form of managing human resources I mean, that's us that's all of us that's the employee that's the contractor we are the human resource For lack of a better term, we are a bullet, sometimes with no name, and the manager is the one squeezing the trigger, right? Now a good manager will know where to point that fucking thing. A shitty manager will, will recoil with the recoil, they won't know what the fuck they're doing. Now there is a difference. Some managers can shoot with both hands. Some managers know how to uh, manage or handle the recoil on larger caliber projects. Right? That's talent. That's skill. And that comes with time time under tension. That comes with time in the field. Having put in the work, having done the dirt. For hours on end, hours, days, months, years, what have you. So, sure, there are, there might be some that are completely inept, right? But because they are so sociable, and while they may not know how to do any of the work, they know how to coordinate. They know how to manage the operation how to how to conduct the orchestra if you will they may not know how to play any instrument just write the music they may not know how to play every instrument you know just a couple of instruments and fill in the rest with how they appreciate the tone and tonality and tempo and rhythm right and yet still they must be liked. They must be respectful in order to be respectable. They must be understandable and understanding when coordinating and communicating with their team. I've been in a couple positions before where My success, even though I was a very good worker, my success really hinged on how likable I was. I've been in a position before where I was, man, I was a young gun then. I was very young. I was a young cat living in the Bay Area, California on the West Coast. And um, I worked with Older individuals at the time I must have been what 18 I couldn't have been more than 20 21 Between the ages of like 18 and 21 and I was working with like 30 year olds 40 year olds On occasion on occasion some 50 year olds right And because I put in the work well enough or you know because I still don't want to toot my own horn I can, I can be somewhat humble, but because I was so capable, as well as likable, I was made a manager. I was put in a management position. I was a supervisor. And I oversaw 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. I made scheduling for them. I was tracking... Inventory for the whole operation, what we had, what was needed for the coming week, for the coming month. And I did get some, some odd looks, right? I got some unappreciative looks. Folks who just didn't appreciate having a young cat telling them what to do. And so I made the most of it. I tried not to be an outright boss, you know, lead hand, velvet glove type of person. No, 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 no. It was, I mean, I, I, well, maybe, maybe it was lead hand, velvet glove. And that's the whole point, is it not? It's to have authority and know how to exercise it. So that the operation runs correctly. You need that strength, that rigidity. You need a metal fist, an iron fist, a lead fist. Ah, yeah, I get it, I get it. We're talking metallurgy now. So lead, lead is soft. Okay, yeah, cool. You want a copper-jacketed lead hand, <laughs> All right. but with a velvet glove right so even even if folks should question your authority and in my instance in my circumstances they question my authority due to age right but i was well learned i came up learning not only from the executives but learning from the industry doing my own investigations my own research And so I was able to rebut any uh, little objections, any little challenges that would sprout up because of my age. Because they claimed I was too young. Because they claimed that they would not follow my orders. Alex, you're too young. What the fuck are you going to teach me or show me? And all that was needed was... A couple days or a couple weeks Or maybe even a couple months I was patient, I was patient And they would see how I ran the operation From top to bottom And they began To decrease In their doubt They would doubt me less and less And in that way My authority became Cemented It became permanent If there was a question, it came to me because I knew the system, the operation from top to bottom. I knew the operations, that is the business operations side and the service operations side. Service as far as social skills, social interaction between employees. If there was some type of dispute resolution with customers, with clients, with our patrons, if you will. And I didn't have any formal schooling for ADR. Now I have, right? I've gone and I've done mediation, arbitration, training. I like to view myself and a lot of my colleagues also take on this role of a facilitator. We dislike the idea of there being a dispute, right? And that's just calling it a dispute is asking for conflict. Now nah, it's not a dispute, it's, it's always an opportunity. It's just an unequal opportunity. Now you can equalize it, or you can standardize it, right? And when the standardization comes from all the parties involved, everybody's got some input, everybody walks away having contributed, And for the most part, everyone is satisfied. I mean, you go to equalize it, it's just cutting everybody off at the knees. Fuck it. Y'all want to be even? Be even. Fight for it. Just lopping everybody off at the knees. (laughs) It's not worth it. I've seen it. Folks who who are just determined not to make amends, even though there is an opportunity to make amends and their legal representatives, I don't know if they struggle to handle their own clients and and showing them the light for being reasonable, for being open, for being a facilitator, And that comes with having the social skills that make you not just a competent manager, but a worthy leader. That's ultimately what a corporate cowboy is. I mean, our aim is to work amongst professionals like ourselves. In seeking a a state that that states of consummate professionalism, where nobody wants to gank one another, no, nobody wants to fuck one another over, and there's always ingredients to add to the pie. You don't have to fight for crumbs. You don't have to fight for crumbs. You could always make more pie. The recipe can be doubled, the recipe can be tripled, the recipe can be multiplied n number of times. Folks say there's enough money out here, there ain't enough money out here. There's not. As far as what money means, like the value, there's not enough value out here if you are not creating it. And it's not just a simple value added. That because oh because Alex touched it, I'm going to up it fucking five, 10, 15 percent. That's a tax. That's a tax. And not, not many people, not many people are worthy of imposing a tax. right? And in some instances, not even the government just makes no sense, right? How collectors are not tarred and feathered in today's day and age. When in the street, there's motherfuckers who, who because they're the only person with access to a certain commodity or with access to a certain service are able to impose their price, their own price, a personalized price on it. Whether or not it's a tax or if it's a break, right? whether or not you know them or don't know them. Maybe you two are strangers and they're going to impose a tax because you're an out-of-towner. You're you are a, you're a stranger. Or maybe because you're new, they'll give you a break to have you come back. But even then, even then, those motherfuckers, the, the ones who are able and willing to personalize prices, they've got to be social. They've got to be well-liked to not get robbed when they try to tax or to not get taken advantage of when they give a break. They've got to be socially competent because they're not just managing their product, managing their operation. They're leading. Why else would you come back? Why else would you follow them? Why else would you save their number in your contacts? And you see that skill from the street which a lot of professionals have can be translated to a form of leadership. It can translate into a form of leadership within corporate. It's just a matter of applying oneself to a different means to a different end you're not um, you're not re-upping right you're not re-upping you are accounting for inventory <laughs> you like how I made that come full circle how do you think I started Just handling, just managing inventory. (laughs) I was a hustler before I was an employee. (laughs) Uh, What is that, 30 minutes? (laughs) I'm going to cut that right (laughs) here. Hey, 30 minutes on the money. Take care of yourself. Have a nice Monday. I'll catch you on the next one.